Greetings! We are the Sunday Nights, and you're listening to Dunes of a Call Part 3. I'm your host, Dean McGarren, joined once again by our cast of wonderful and affordable role players. Now, let's get started. When last we left our heroes, the group had set out in search of the seer known as the Wind Talker. Once there, it was revealed that he was in fact a powerful genie and Hans's very own uncle. The Wind Talker did indeed have information that would be vital to our hero's journey, but would only give it up after a favor was paid. A tower to the south held an item of interest for the genie, and with the final word of warning, our heroes ventured out. Once at the tower, things took a turn for the worse when the tower's guardian, a massive anglerfish, swallowed up the poor centaur Kiefer. A long and harrowing fight ensued until finally the beast was slain, saving Kiefer and Lucian from certain doom. We begin our tale right after the battle. Our heroes, tired and beaten, decide to make camp for the night before climbing the tower. So, what do you all do? You guys have decided to go to sleep for the night. Hans has agreed to be on first watch, and throughout the night, someone will wake up. Glaxia, on your watch, what are you doing? First, before we set up our watch, I'll set up a cast a spell called Alarm to kind of help out with that. Okay. Uh, that way, uh, if anything approaches, and I'll just need, I'll just have one creature in mind that will not set off the alarm. And as I'm sitting there, before, as I'm relieved to watch and he goes to sleep, I just whisper into into a crystal shard, come find me, my flower. The night is fairly peaceful, freezing though it is, for it is a desert. The sun cresses across the horizon. The golden sand starts to glint a little bit. As you guys set up for the day, go ahead, roll me perception checks. Mine's rolled a 10. Galaxy rolls a 20. I'm for sorry. All the I'm sorry, I can't hear you over the sound of my natural 20 celebration. <laughs> So Galaxia and Lucian, as you guys are taking down your knapsacks, rolling up everything, you know, grabbing yourselves a quick bite to eat, over the horizon you see a, a shadow of a figure, a silhouette, heading towards you. Quite smaller than the typical rider would be. Not approaching fast, almost approaching with a little bit of caution. My crystal glowing? Yes, your crystal is glowing. I believe a stunted centaur is approaching our position, and I'll point in that general direction. <laughs> Galaxia, your, your gym is glowing. A little bit of time goes along and the shadow gets bigger. Not too big. And riding on top of a boar is a small little druid that Galaxy you know quite well and the rest of you have just met like a couple days ago. I, I move up and uh, flag her down. Ellie, you see Galaxia waving from you from a dilapidated building. The corpse of a giant creature lays on the sand not 20 feet away from them. It's turned to the side and its, its entrails are spilled onto the sands. Oh boy, what did I miss? Well, I hope that you're feeling better. I know that, that this dry, arid air does not do you very well. You you weren't feeling very well, so we had to uh, start off without you. But it looks like uh, you are much better now. Yes, I was able to get used to the, the air and uh, should be much better now. What do you all do? I say we move towards the castle now. As you all meet up with Ellie, you decide to head over to the tower. The tower itself is a plain stone building. There's a wooden door. It doesn't seem to have been marred by the elements or by the age, by you know, like the rest of it. Everything seems almost pristine, except, of course, the few shingles that are, have crashed down to the floor. What do you all do? Would you like me to go first and check for traps? Absolutely. I'll go with. Han steps forward to the, the entrance, and so he goes... And just fall back behind me, and I'll make sure we don't get spiky spikes in the face. I'd like that. Right, Hans, as you approach the door, as you look around and check for traps, you don't really see anything. The door itself doesn't even seem to be locked. Right here? Yep. I'm going to do a 
perception check to see if I hear anything inside. Okay. While he goes up to put his ear up to the door, I am going to put my hindquarters towards it and kick the door open with my hindquarters. You are so impatient. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well, that's one way to knock. Go ahead and roll me a strength check. Well, before he does that, Hans is like, Oh my god, you are so impatient. You don't even let me do my job. (laughs) All right, Uh, That's going to be a 15. 15, yes, you do kick the door open. You kick it open, the door swings on oiled hinges, slams itself against the uh, interior stone wall, and Hans is just kind of staring at you, just like, why? (laughs) You were taking too long. I didn't get to do anything. (laughs) As you open up this small room, you're in the interior of the circular tower. To your left, you see a stove. Behind the staircase, you can find a water basin with actual bucket to put water into it. You find kitchen utensils, barrels, and even a small broom off to the side. Everything in this little room has been immaculately cleaned. Like, someone still lives here. Hans is going to go and refill his water container. from. The- okay. I'm going to holler out, sorry about your door. No answer. <laughs> oh, good. Just let everybody know that we're here. Lucian will replace the door and cast Mend if he has to. You put back the door, you cast Mend. Any broken bits have been repaired. Galaxia, Ellie, what are you two doing? I'm just uh, looking at the staircases that go up, down. The staircases go up. I'm also getting water. So Ellie and Hans is filling up their water basin, or is filling up their water skins. Kiefer? I'm also going to do that, but I'm also going to be looking at the stairs hesitantly. Yeah, interesting, huh? I mean, I can maneuver myself, just I'm not big on stairs. They're not really centaur-capable. Nay, centaurs hate stairs. Galaxia would like to do an investigation on the stairs, see if they've been used recently. Sure. Go ahead. Galaxia, would you roll? I've rolled four. You don't see any traction. You don't see that it has been used at all. Again, it's everything's clean. Everything's been swept up. What do you all do? So you said the stairs go up, right? Yes, the stairs go up. What do they go up to? Is it like an awning area above? The stairs will go up past the ceiling. So I'm guessing the next floor. I would like to uh, drop into stealth and then uh, just try to cautiously sneak up the stairs to the next level. Go ahead, roll for stealth. 17. Galaxia, you head up the stairs. You don't make a sound upon the stone steps. You journey up about 20 feet or so. You go past the ceiling, and the next floor is that of a bedroom. A king-sized plush bed stands off to the side. You see very blue skies around the area. A very calming and cool breeze goes through the windows. As you look out through the windows itself, you see greenery, almost like a garden. A soft carpet lines the floor and two very comfortable looking rocking chairs along with a small bookshelf and what looks to be a steel box lays next to the bed. I'll whistle down the stairs to whoever I can can grab their attention to kind of let them know it's clear up here. Can you see the outside? I try to whisper down, yes, I can see the outside. I go up to join. I'm going to go outside and then fly up the side of the building and try and like come in through the window or if there's like an awning or something. So Kiefer, you head outside, you activate your magical item and you start to soar through it. The tower itself, the windows are almost like little arrow slits. Nothing really big that you can get through. I go back inside and try and maneuver the stairs and go up the stairs. Do I see him as he comes up through the arrow slit? You don't see him through the windows, no. Where you're standing, the windows are actually fairly large. Two people can fit through them. 
Okay. Kiefer, you very carefully get up the stairs onto the second floor. Again, you see those giant windows, and you wonder where they were as you were flying around the outside. I follow them up. Okay. That is very strange, I say out, out loud. I'll go up the stairs, too. There's no other voice you can use that's a whisper. What's strange? What? What's strange about the windows? Hans uh, is going to check the box, the steel box. They're not on the outside. What do you mean they're not on the outside? I was just on the other side of this wall and these windows weren't there. That is certainly odd. Lucian will continue to investigate the entry floor while they're upstairs. All right, does this staircase go back, go up to another floor or is this the, or is this the top floor? The staircase will go up once more. I'm curious, so I'm going to go up the stairs again. I'll do that too, So, uh, and I'm stealthier than you are, so I can uh, go check it out. Who's going up first? I'll go up first. I'll do the same thing. Stealth, and then arrow at the ready, and then kind of walk up the stairs again. Do I have to roll the stealth again? So, Hans, you wanted to check out the lockbox. Is that correct? That is correct. The lockbox is locked. It's a steel box with iron bands around it. A large padlock on the outside, barring all entry. I am going to check it for traps, and then I'm going to try and unlock it. All right. How would you be unlocking it? You do not have a key. Slide a hand and these tools. Okay. Go ahead. Roll me for your thieves tools. A 19. Wonderful. As you get out your tools, you pop in the correct ones. Takes you about, a, let's say, about 30 seconds before you hear the resignment click from the lock. The lock falls off. And there are no traps. All right, I'm going to open it. As you guys head up the stairs, Hans will open up the box. Through the windows, there is plenty of natural light. And so when you open the box, the gold inside the lock box reflects off of that light and shines upon your face. There's also a couple vials of red liquid laying on top of the gold. Little rubies. You want to take that? The vials? Yes, to all. (laughs) Okay. Are you going to let anybody know about this or... I'll probably divvy it up and give everyone a share when we get out of here. It doesn't seem pertinent to, like, share out treasure at the moment since we're, like, still investigating. All right, and where are you putting all this treasure at? Into a bag of holding. Okay. So you empty out the contents of the lockbox. I will tell you what that is later on. Okay. Galaxia Kiefer, you guys head up one more time. This time, as you all head up, the stairs do stop at the final floor, where the bedroom was very open and very airy and very nice and cool this one is dank and dark a few candles actually light are the only illumination for this room one side of the room has a bookshelf that lines the wall the other has tables with more books out an alchemy set sits on one of the tables and every book that you see has something to do with either the alchemical process or the arcane the other item of note in this room is a very comfy chair setting next to the wall a dried husk of a corpse sits in the chair itself its eyes are completely gone and it just seems that it has been mummified just sitting there for so long so i am going to move it out of the chair and then sit on a chair as you approach the corpse the corpse's head will shake and jut up it looks at you with eyeless holes and just goes is someone there so while they're doing that i want to check to see if there's like can i do a perception for magic or something in that in that second room. In the bedroom? Yeah, yeah, I'm still in the bedroom. Okay, sure. Go ahead. At 12. You don't really see anything that is, like, overly magical. Some of the books that are on the bookshelf in that room come from the library, so there are texts upon about magic and about alchemy. Okay, alchemy. Okay. 
while um, Kiefer is approaching, I'm just going to kind of be back in the room with my arrow cocked for just in case as he approaches um, this creature. Okay. Hello. Well, Matt, are you the proprietor of this establishment? Yeah, yes. I was the one that erected the tower. Have you come for my curse? No. Well, then you are more than welcome to any of the books on the shelf. I have no use for them anymore. <laughs> what is this curse you speak of? Ah, uh, I was a merchant. In my travels, I came upon an item that I thought would enrich my life, and it did for a time. But I was foolish in my asking. Kind sir, can you look under the chair? Can I take this opportunity to go up the stairs and be with the group? Sure. And Hazel as well. Okay. You two head up the stairs and you see Kiefer talking to a corpse. Yeah, so what I am going to do is I am going to move my forward hooves forward enough to let me dip forward. And then I'm going to lean my torso so I can tilt my head to see under the chair. Someone bring a horse into my tower? How did you manage the stairs? Hans just starts snickering to himself like... (laughs) One at a time. I whisper over to Galaxia, what is going on? Apparently this creature uh, is suffering from a curse and has asked uh, our dear centaur friend to look under his chair. I do not trust, so I have my um, bow at the ready for just in case something goes wrong. Kiefer, as you maneuver yourself to bend down to look under the chair, the only non-clean part of this tower sits under his chair. Cobwebs and dust prevail here. You see an item wrapped in leather, a small bundle. Fits in the size of your hand. So like a leather thing about the size of like a baseball? Mm, About like a softball. I'll signal over to the centaur to let him know I would not advise uh, touching that item if uh, you don't know that that is part of the curse. Hans would like to speak up and say, if we are here for anything, it would be to get that back to my uncle. I think you should let me take it and store it away. Is it something that my armies can use? I don't believe anyone should use it. I'm going to suggest that if it came from my uncle, it can only end in disaster. Well, if it's not something that uh, my armies can use, yeah, go for it. All yours. Okay, so Hans comes over and he Hmm? retrieves the item from underneath the chair. Hey, isn't there someone in the group who might know a little bit more about, like, magic stuff? He's downstairs investigating the first room. Call him up. I'd like to... Well, at this point, it looks like they have this under control, so I'm going to... Is there a bookshelf maybe... Uh, maybe I'll ask the creature. Does it know if there's any books on the shelves that, it, that is in reference to his to the curse he speaks of? Yes, I uh, I wrote extensively on it. It's my private journal. Third shelf to the right, second row, fourth book on the left. I asked the creature if the books downstairs belong to belong to them or if they'd written them. Uh, when you live as long as I do, you tend to read a lot. It appears to be a very extensive library. Thank you. I. Uh, I spent most of my fortune on it. I certainly appreciate it. So how, how old are we talking here? I, I, I wouldn't imagine you'd be over, like, what, 500, 600 years old? What year is it? I go to the book he pointed out and, and see if I can find his journal on the bookshelf. Sure. I, I want to try to uh, use some cloth to try to uh, pick up the book off the shelf. I don't want to touch it with my hands, but I'll touch it with a piece of cloth or something. All right. I pull out his journal. Okay. You pull out the journal. It's a large leather-bound piece. The paper itself seems to be made from 
either a sheepskin or something similar to that. Very fine quality, this book. Go on to it, and then whenever I have a chance, I'll, I'll try to get this Lucian to take a look at this to see if he can detect any other, anything else on it other than what I can see. I hope you found what you're looking for. So Hans has the item, I guess? Yep, Hans has the, the item. item. All right, uh, I will go downstairs to find uh, Lucian after he retrieves that item. All right, sounds good. So, Galaxia heads back down to the first floor. Ellie, are you doing anything? I would like to ask the creature if it knows much about the area surrounding us. This was my town at one point. Many people came through here, heading to the oasis. We had a small well that gave out a little bit of water, so horses and merchants and travelers could drink. And people built up towns and or built up homes, shops. It was a wonderful place. And then my foolishness happened again. What do you mean? I asked for a protector. I asked for something that could keep the tower safe. And it did just that. It kept just the tower safe. The creature that was brought killed so many people and would not let me leave. But my second asking prevented me from dying, though it did not prevent me from getting old. What creature is this that you had to protect the tower? A large monster could swim in the sand like it was water. And it had this thing on the top of its head. And it also smells really bad on the inside. I'm guessing since you're in here, the creature has been vanquished, that you have my thanks. If there's anything I can do for you, just let me know. And if it's within my power, I will grant it. Is there anything that uh, we might be able to ask of him, y'all, or... Any information we might need? All right. Uh, once I get downstairs, I'll find out Lucian. I'll get his attention and let him know what we saw all upstairs, that there was an item, and then there was a journal, and then they were talking to a uh, preacher that had a curse. I'm not sure if this book has anything to do with it or has any uh, information in it that would be useful. I don't know if it's magic or not, but I, I have it covered here in this cloth. You've been up there for a few minutes. So, Lucian, what have you been doing downstairs? Mostly just pouring through whatever's around. You mentioned a couple of casks. I'll check in those, uh, giving everything a a thorough checking. You open up the cask. There seems to be some spices. No really food stuff, to be speak, but you see things like salt, ground black pepper, turmeric. (laughs) Things for cooking, but there doesn't seem to be any food for cooking. You find a fully stocked kitchen, pots, pans, knives, any tools that you can need to whip up a meal. You look at the stove, there is no wood for the stove. The, the entire stove has been swept clean, and that's the one thing that you notice. Like, This has been here for countless years, and there's just it's just clean. There doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason for it. Okay. Once that uh, piques my curiosity, Lucian will sit down and mm-hmm. start drawing out the requirements for a ritual cast of Detect Magic. All right. Was it 10 minutes for the ritual? 10 minutes, yep. 10 minutes and six seconds go by. Your eyes start to pick up little traces of magic. The walls themselves have been carved with some type of magical runes. Over the years, it has started to fade some type of protection around, driven in each of the stones. The broom is actually radiating magic. I will take the broom with me. Okay. You have a magical broom. That's kind of awesome. I want one. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I cleaned it out. Uh Ah... And yes, I will sit in my circle with the broom, trying to discern the broom's properties. 
The broom has been enchanted. Not really sure what school of magic it would be from. I'd guess enchantment. I would guess enchantment. But uh, as, as you're looking around, you get a kind of a thought in your head. You go outside, grab a piece of sand, you throw it on the ground. The broom like activates, comes to life, and actually will sweep the sand out. Totally keeping this. <laughs> it is a broom of cleaning. All right, Sorcerer's Apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yes. It's very Sorcerer's Apprentice. I was thinking Sorcerer Mickey Fantasia myself, but yes. That, that's, that's, sorcerer's apprentice. that's a sorcerer's apprentice <laughs> no i understand but i'm old gotcha as you're doing with that Glaxi will come down carrying a large tome leather bound very nice is it radiating magic it's not radiating magic no i believe this is a journal of some sort so it may have some information that uh, we may need that explains what's what's going on in here in the tower or maybe have some purpose into what we are doing uh the creature upstairs seemed to Tell me, is it a journal? I'm not sure what's written in it. I haven't read it, um, but I know that the, the remaining party is still upstairs. I will begin working on it right away. I'll happily give over this tome. I do not want to carry it anymore. The journal is written in common, but it's in a different dialect. It takes a little bit of time searching through it. It's basically the same thing as you know reading King Henry VIII's journal. Like it's you know there's been a few hundred years since, and there's been a couple different changes in the language. So you're like, I really don't know what this word means. This word might mean something. So it takes a little bit of time to discern it. So what I'm hearing is it's uncommon common. It's uncommon. (laughs) Like reading the Iliad. I got through it. It took a while, but I got through it. Yes. Yeah, you're reading basically old English. As you're looking through it, it is a diary. It's a journal of a merchant that through his travels found a, a lamp. And he rubbed the lamp and out popped a genie. And using his first wish, he created a tower that could basically serve as a beacon for the wayward travelers. People would come to the tower, do business, and then go about their way. He became very wealthy because of this. Over the years, he, you know, he didn't want to give that up. So for his second wish, he asked for immortality. And it was granted. He wouldn't die, but he would still get old. And his third wish was for a protector, for someone to protect the tower. And that spawned the monster. And later on in the chapters, he writes about his regret and about how his little kingdom basically fell overnight because of his foolishness. Ooh, a cautionary tale indeed. Very cautionary. Ellie, Hans, Kiefer, what are you three doing? I want to look at these. They have these tables here on the sides with the books. If if there's anything I can look through and, and learn about in there. Sure. There's a fully functioning alchemy set on the table. There are alchemical notes. Go ahead and roll me a investigation check. Already? Well, snap, I got 20. As you're looking through everything, you come across a very small book, no more than 10 pages long. As you flip through it, it's actually a recipe for potions of healing. Ooh, I asked the creature if I'm allowed to take this. I have no use for it. Yeah, I'd like to bag that. Sure. Hey, you what's your eight. name? He says his name is Hazir. While she's looking through the books and whatnot, Hans is examining the item that was under the seat. You unwrap it? Yes. As you unwrap it, a very tarnished and dirty lamp falls into your lap. Yeah, I'm going to wrap that back up and stick it into the bag of holding and pretend that that did not just happen. (laughs) All right. Can I ask one favor from you? Yes, please. Can one of you take me outside? Sure. uh, I'm going to pick him up and put him on the the back of me. There you go. Yeah, sure. He gets a ride. (laughs) I'm so jealous right now. So, Kiefer has put the corpse on his back, has put Hazir on his back. Ellie has a new book. 
And Hans has a very interesting item in his pack now. Hey, do any of y'all have rope? Oh, I think I do. I'm looking, but I'm pretty sure I put rope. Uh, yeah, rope item, 50 feet. Okay, so yeah, so we'll just rope him on your back. Yeah, if you want to mind, I don't want to have to hold him on there. Not a problem. Okay, so I take my rope and I help somehow get this skeleton on the back of him with uh, this rope. Uh, you spend a lot of time. You latch up his ear to Kiefer's back. Kiefer heads down the stairs, followed by Ellie and then Hans, correct? Yes. All right, so you all head down to the first story where Lucian and Glaxia are still chatting. Was there anything else you guys like to do in the tower? I like to fill up my water skin again before we depart. Sure. As you dip your hand in, the water itself is nice and cool. It is safe to drink. Lucian has a brand new broom. Where are you sticking your broom there, Lucian? I'll wait till the centaur comes down before I decide. Okay, so Kiefer heads down the stairs. He gets to the bottom of the floor. Strapped to his back is that of a corpse. And the corpse's head is like moving back and forth. You're just making friends everywhere you go. I think uh, one of y'all's friends did this to him. I'm sorry, who are you talking to? You. I believe you were friends with the genie, right? I wouldn't exactly call us friends. We're more like distant relatives. Well, if this place doesn't reek of genie, I don't know what does. I'm not sure what you want me to say. I mean, he's my uncle, he's a genie, yeah, but that doesn't mean that we're alike. Wait a minute. Genie? Doesn't that usually involve wishes? Yes, he did mention wishes. It's more have like curses. Have I got a story for you? And uh, as we're all right, nobody out, cares I'll about American them, gods. I'll tell them about the journal. All right, uh, Lucian tells you about the journal about a merchant that found a genie and the three wishes that he made and his regrets. And the the corpse is kind of looking up at everybody, not seeing anybody, just looking randomly and looks towards you, Lucian. And he goes, "Please learn from my tale." How was it you summoned the genie? Just a quick rub of the lamp. That's all that it takes. And where is this lamp now? Uh, it was under my chair. Lucian will look around to his compatriots for indications. I believe the horse took it. He pats Kiefer's flanks. Good horse. Good horse. Kiefer, how are you reacting to someone calling you a horse? I am going to cut the rope and then buck him off. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he hits the stone floor with a thud. He doesn't cry out or anything. I'll put him into my backpack so that his head is sticking up. Okay. And uh, I'll say, if we leave the tower, do you cease to live? It is my hope. Well, I'll give it a shot, but my sincere hope is that it doesn't. You seem like good company, and I'll walk towards the door. I just want to feel the sun on my face one look. Dude, this reeks of Hellboy. I don't know if you can feel anything. You don't have skin. He's not a skeleton. Oh, he's he's just a dried husk? He's a dried husk. Lucian will shrug and walk out the door. Lucian, you as you head out, the sun at this point is blazing. I'll turn around and walk back in the door. <laughs> it's not. It's not like you're not on fire. You're just hot. Okay, I won't walk back in the door. <laughs> so, like in the tower. Okay, so think of the tower like a nice air-conditioned building, and then like you walk outside to like you know 105 degrees. You're like, oh, f- you know, Lord. today's weather. Like today, water's <laughs> boiling. Yes. Yeah. You're like, oh god. <laughs> Not a fan. <laughs> no, not a fan. It's too hot. There are, are no fans. Yeah. Solution, you walk out. The sun just hits you right in the face. Like, the overwhelming heat of the desert is a stark contrast to the coolness of the tower. Uh, as you walk out, the corpse behind you starts to... <clears throat> are we outside? Yes, we're in a proverbial oven. Is this what you wanted to come out to? Yes. Can I find you some eyes or something? Like, this is starting to freak me out a bit. 
Um, I don't know, but I thank you for this. You're welcome. You want to come along? <laughs> I feel like I should stay with my town. Okay. I realize you don't have eyes. There's no town left. There is sand from wall to wall. Well, with the exception of a couple of buildings to the south and west of us. It's it's depressing. I, I don't want to leave you here. I, I think you should come along. I can't really fight back, can I? That's true. And I'll start walking towards where we left the horses. Come on, Kiefer. <laughs> He's got to kill you. Galaxia, Hans. Ellie, what are you... What are you guys doing? Uh, I'm head outside with him. My recommendation to him is like, if he wishes to stay here, maybe we should find a comfortable place for him to rest in peace. The way I see it, he could be useful. You know, we freed him of this place. I think he needs to see what the world's become. He's not going to see anything. Well, that's not nice. <laughs> I mean, it's true. So Ellie's going to walk behind and um, just kind of follow behind his ear and just kind of talk with him and, and just enjoy a conversation just get to know him a bit better and, and learn about things that he's seen. Uh, he'll tell you about his time in the town and how beautiful and lush it was at one point. He'll tell you about how people will come to the well, little children laughing and playing in the water. As you guys head out the tower, I need you all to make me another perception check. Galaxy rolls 19. Hans rolled a 20. Ellie rolled 20. Lucian Keeper rolled a 19. Okay, did anybody get less than a 19? No. No. Definitely not. All we, right. We are all seeing. I think it was wow. the angler meat we had last night. <laughs> I'm not falling for this crap again. <laughs> well, what it is for me is I have really good eyes because I eat so many carrots. That's actually a lie. So as you all head out the tower, you all look over to the north as a twister is heading towards you at an extreme rate. The closer it gets, the, the louder the wind picks up until you guys are standing in the middle of a howling maelstrom. Are you guys doing anything to brace yourselves? Is anybody heading back into the tower? Get into the building to the south. If it looks stable enough and looks solid enough, I will seek shelter there. And if it's safe enough, then I will go there. You head into the building where you guys took up camp last night. Most of the roof is gone, but the walls are still nice and stable. Lucian and Kiefer, you guys head into the tower. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. You guys are in the tower. And Hans, where are you going? I'm going into the building as well. Which building? The building with the druid and the other guy. With the Elven Ranger? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. The one with the pointy ears. <laughs> Ellie's following right. Galactia. Fantastic. As you guys head up, you guys brace yourselves. The wind howls and it's nerve wracking. The sand picks up and the walls start to shake and rattle. More shingles are ripped from the roof and splatter onto the sand. I'm going to just try to hunk up against the wall, try to, uh, if there's anything, uh, don't, don't think there's anything. But I'm just going to try to find safety within this building and just hold on to something. Okay. You brace yourselves into the corner and try to get low and stay as safe as possible. That is the plan, yes. The wind kicks up more and more, and all of a sudden it just dies immediately. Am I able to peer out into here, into this area and see if I can see anything once the wind kicks down? Yeah, you can. You peer out, and to the north, a figure stands in the desert, a little bit north of the tower. A hulking figure with blue skin. Where last time you saw this creature, he was wearing very fine jewelry, very fine clothing. This one seems to be dressed for battle. A sword hangs upon his waist, a brass helm upon his head, and he just surveys the area. I, I'm going to try to stealth. Okay. <laughs> Hans is going to do the same. Galaxy rolls a 17. Okay. Hans rolls a 21. You guys feel like you're hidden pretty well. The genie that was in the maelstrom, he doesn't do anything. He just stands and he surveys the area. He seems to be wanting to wait. I'm trying to 
grab Hans's attention from over there by trying to like whistle or something just so it's about trying to be quiet so this thing doesn't see me and I, I I'm just using my eyes and pointing over to the direction where this thing is just so you can try to peer out and see if he can see it for himself okay Hans peeks around the corner it's your uncle all right Hans comes out of hiding and he uh, calls out and he says uncle what are you doing here oh there you are Hansy hello uncle why are you dressed for battle oh you know, things. Is there something I can help you with? Well, I I felt that the magic that surrounded the tower had started to falter. So I feel that you were victorious. Why don't you come over here and give me what I'm owed? Once he starts talking to him, and I, I, I feel like it's safe, I'll come over here behind Hans, just kind of as a backup, just in case. Stay behind Hans, about 10 feet behind him. He comes to about 10 feet away, and he says, Which item were you looking for? So Hans, it's not the time to play games. You know what I'm looking for. Oh, fine. You're not fun anymore. And he, uh, he takes out the leather bundle and he uncurves it and he goes, This one, right? That's her. Her? Well, yeah. It's your aunt. Oh, sweet Jesus. You know what happened the last time you let her out. <laughs> you weren't born the last time you let her out, Hans. Yes, but you were in a drunken rage. Oh, she's away. Where'd she go? Well, Hans. It's time for you to pay your price, if you want to get what you asked for. Fair enough, Uncle, here. And I hold out the lamp to him. No, you got to come here, Hans. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) I'm going to step to the side over here, about about 20 feet away, and I'm just going to... I don't know his uncle, so I'm going to just prepare my bow for just in case something bad happens. I don't care if he's uncle or not. If anything happens to Hans, I'm shooting him in the face. All right. All right. With that, Hans will step forward another five feet, and he'll hold out the bundle to him. The wind talker will give you a big smile. He'll reach down. He'll grab you, and he'll pull you in for a big bear hug. Oh, I knew you could do it. You're such a good boy. And he starts to squeeze. <laughs> Uncle, not so tight. <laughs> the bones in your spine start to crack, and you're like, <laughs> Uncle, a nutty monster. <laughs> I can take my nuts. He drops you. He has he has the little lamp, and it's so small in his hands. It's so small and delicate. And he goes, "All right, all right, little Hansi, you came through for your uncle. Now it's time for me to end up my end of the bargain." Lucian, Kiefer, what are you two doing in the tower? Oh, just talking. Are you guys coming out for anything, or are you just you're yes? Just there? As as I hear the wind <laughs> die die down, I would come out. As you exit the building, you see the large genie. He's got Hans in a bear hug. Uh, you see, got actually in the background, bow drawn, arrow out for just in case. Ellie, you've never met the wind talker. How are you feeling right now? I'm just watching Galaxia, and I'm essentially trying to wager if the situation is safe or not. Essentially, if he starts to attack, I'm going to come out and prepare for battle as well. I'm going to approach. Um, I have a quick question. What is the name of the planet that we are on? The area that you're in is a call. A call is the desert. Yeah, I need to know specifically what the name of the planet is. Volna. All right. So I'm going to approach the genie. And I'm going to say, hey, I hear your grant wishes. Can you grant me one? I am granting you one. You wanted to know about the design. I mean, that's what he was asking for. I had another wish in mind, if you wouldn't mind. He kind of like leans back a little bit, puts his hand upon his big beard. Hmm, maybe. Depends upon the wish. I am not a bound genie. Uh, I was wondering if it was possible to make Hazir 
20 Volna years old permanently. Who is Hazir? He was the guy that we found in the tower over there. How old is he? Older than 20. Hmm. Well, the time has to come from somewhere. Where do you suggest the time come from? Would you like to trade ages with him? No, but if in my adventures I find someone to trade the ages, is it possible that I could contact you or your nephew can contact you and I can give you an answer on that? Oh, yeah. That's totally fine. I'm okay with that. All right. Well, I will keep that in mind. Ask to rub his wife for the three wishes. He's saying that he's, he will help you figure out what's going on with Jerzat. He's like, for the favor, I will answer some questions. What are your questions? I'm not the question asker here. I will uh, address Hans's uncle. Uh, I am not from this land, um, but uh, we are familiar with the Jerzat and his kind. Uh, do you happen to know what... It, he is planning against the queen. Oh, correct. The Razat came from the forest. He was driven out by the wood elves, your people. Correct? Uh, that was before my time, but I heard the stories and the legends, but I, uh, I was not there when it happened. Well, let us go there when it happened, and then you can see for yourself. And he'll clap his hands together. The wind all around you picks up once again, but this time you all are in the center of the vortex. The buildings start to blow away brick by brick until it's just you the wind talker and the maelstrom but it's very quiet in there in that little vortex and he will go now the lizard folk are predators wherein a call there are the prey the desert found himself alone tried dead or deserted him blamed him for their bad luck dying of thirst and half crazed the desert would find himself wandering the desert the wind dies down and you are in this alcove in the cliff face in the mountains. Kiefer, Lucian, and Hans, you guys know that the mountains are to the northeast of the area. All right, I'm going to start taking off to the northeast. You are at the alcove. You are standing in the alcove. Uh, okay, and I won't do that. Right. As you're all standing around trying to figure out what's going on, a lizard folk, his scales cracked and grayed from the heat, slumps into the shadow of the nearest cliff. His voice is harsh and raspy. This is not the end. I must survive. I must go on. He collapses next to the cliffside. Time speeds up around you until the last bits of sun cast long shadows. It's darkening the alcove. The lizard folk hasn't moved from the spot and doesn't seem to be breathing. Once time slows back down, he starts to shudder and grasp for air. He looks around frantically. No, I refuse. As that's going on, a glint of light catches him on the eye. The light is from behind you. What do you do? Look behind. As you look behind, the last rays have caught on some type of reflective surface. Do you approach? I stand my Kiefer is hesitant to go and approach another shiny object. Okay. What do the rest of you do? I'm going to stand my ground and, um, and watch my companions go forward. I want to make sure that it's safe before I approach. Okay. Hans, Ellie, Lucian? Hans will approach. I will go to be with Galaxia. Okay, so Ellie and Galaxia stand off to the side. Um, ready. Hans, you walk up. Lucian, what are you doing? I will try to cast Healing Word on the Lizard Man. You cast Healing Word upon the Lizard Man, and the spell goes through him. He goes through him and dissipates. This is not real. This is an illusion. I'll look at the genie and say, can you take me back to this time? I cannot. We can just observe. Hans, as you approach the shiny object, it's a flower. 
very delicate. There's a small pool of water, no bigger than a puddle around it. The water itself is crystal clear, like the flower, which seems to be made of crystalline leaves and, and a stem. As I reach out to try and touch it. <laughs> you reach out to try to touch it. You reach out and your hand goes through it. You feel something, almost like particles of sand. And as your hand passes through it, the particles kind of wave a little bit and then snaps back to the picture. You see the lizard folks stand very shakily to his feet. He approaches the light one pain step at a time. Once he sees the flower, he collapses onto it and starts to crawl. His teeth go over the flower and chomps down, and then his head dips into the pool and he starts to ravishly suck up the water. Once that's all done, once he's drinking all he could drink, his body slumps in a slight reaction. <sighs> he takes a sigh, and then his body convulses and cracks as he drops to the ground twitching. Time moves forward again. The area goes dark. The only thing that you guys can see with your dark vision is the alcove and the lizard folks' twitching body. In the speed up time, it looks very violent and crazed. And then it stops again. Time returns to the normal, and this time the sun is peeking over the cliffs of the alcove. As the first rays of light hits the lizard folk, his gray scales start to burn away revealing a new crystalline body. Slowly, he stands. He's now taller, more muscular. His body has changed. And the last thing that you see before the illusion ends is he's opening his large, glowing golden eyes. And the sand collapses around you. And the wind talker goes, and that is the Razat. Um, I'm going to turn to the genie and I'm going to say, Uncle, what did he do? Nephew, this world is bigger than you can possibly imagine. This is not even the only world. I myself am from a different place, but I like to stay here. Things slip between worlds, and that is what you saw. Drazat is not himself. He later went on to reclaim his clan, killed some. Others he turned into what he was. Something drives Drazat. He wants to spread his sickness through the desert, and that is what he is after. Do you know how we can stop him, Uncle? His body is very powerful. Steel and stone will just glance off him, and the crystalline body that he has even reflects magic. Now, if you were to have something that can burn away the stone, that would be a good weapon to have against this creature. Burn the stone? Do you think we could imprison him, Uncle? Maybe. Kiefer Galaxia Lucian, go ahead and give me a survival check. Galaxia rolls 23. I rolled an 18. Does he transform creatures into these lizard folk? No, Drazat does not have that power, but he can infect them and turn them into what he is now. The problem is not everybody survives the process. The ones that don't, they tend to explode, turn into something else. Like the guy we saw in the Queen's Chamber. All right, so Galaxia, Kiefer, Kiefer especially, you two have a very good idea of a substance that can probably burn away through metal and stone. It's behind you. The creature's acidic blood, maybe? The stomach acid. Stomach acid, okay. All right. And we already had gathered, a, I think someone had already gathered a vial of that acid, did they not? They were going to, but they were looking for an alchemy set. Did the alchemist table in the tower. Great. I was going to ask Ellie if she was able to grab any alchemy items off that table while she was in there. I had only grabbed the recipe for potion of healing. Are there any other recipes in there, maybe, of how we can make something uh, out of a potion, maybe, or, or an oil, perhaps, out of the, this creature's blood uh, that could be the key to us be able to uh, defeat Drazat? They can help that. If someone were to be in my arms, I can tell you the process on how to make an oil. 
Azir says from Lucian's pack. All right, I'll step up to where Lucian is and then where and and greet Azir. I'd be willing to uh, allow you to do that. We need the creature's stomach and we will probably need his blood. Uh, We don't have anything to put it in, though. There is vials in the laboratory. I see. So we'll have to go up and grab the vials and then come back down and grab the acid in the stomach. The best thing to do to make the oil is to take the stomach into the laboratory and then we can process it there. Very well. I will come up here and then I will use a dagger and then I will use, I will attempt to try to remove its stomach the best that I can. But the ranger and- Well, you did that last time. So yeah, so I should be able to do that. Yeah, you guys filleted the fish yesterday. I'll cut out his stomach then. So yeah, you have his stomach. You're able to get blood and internal organs. Um, if you go back to the tower with all that and him, he'll show you how to make an oil. Right, that, can go, that can go into a weapon. I will do that then. All right. The wind talk will kneel down. He'll put the lamp in a pocket and he puts his hand on your shoulder, Hans. He goes, listen here, little nephew. I want you to understand this. Drezat is a virus. What he carries with him is not of this world. His goal is to infect everyone and the easiest way to do that is to infect the heart we have to go back to the capital now may i suggest that we prepare ourselves so but we will need some vials and this uh, acid from this creature's stomach to make some oil in order for us to uh, aid in that venture so what do you all do i just tell lucian what we need to do basically we need to just go up to the laboratory we need to bring azir with us um, with this stomach and then he's going to show me how to uh, make the oil that we need to for uh, in order to help us uh, defeat uh, Drizat. Okay. Ellie, what are you doing right now? The wind talker is still there. I will need your assistance. I think you have the, the expertise in alchemy to help with all of this oil. Yes, I'll be with Galaxia and helping him with putting this together. Okay. So Lucian, Galaxia, and Ellie are going to head up to the tower to make the oil. Kiefer and Hans, is there anything that you'd like to do before the wind talker leaves? Yes. I would like to uh, look at the wind talker and I'll say, So, Uncle, are you going to let Auntie out? I'd like to say hi to her. Oh, no, I'm going to take her home. Exactly how pissed off did you get her? I don't know, but it's best for you mortals that sh- you're not around when she comes out of the lamp. Okay. Well, Uncle, can you uh, leave me something to contact you with if we need to talk to you again? I'm sorry, little nephew, but I must go. It was fun talking with you. And if I return, I would let you know. Okay, Alvitaze. Alvitaze, little nephew. And he will disappear in a gust of wind. Hans and Kiefer, as the wind talker disappears in a gust of wind, a little bit further ahead, you catch the glint of something in the desert. Now it looks like it could be metallic, it could be something else. But whatever it is, it's approaching on horseback. And that's where we're going to end it tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week as the Sunday Nights prepare for the confrontation with Dejad and his horde. If you like the story so far, don't forget to like and subscribe. And we'll see you next time on Sunday Nights. Kiefer, if you please. Minstrels, play us out. Mm-hmm.